From Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky, Black Lock Moon Productions presents Bluegrass Homefront. Bluegrass Homefront Season 2, Episode 10, for the week of March 29th, 2021. My name is Tiny Brian. I am your host. With me, as always, is Victor. Victor, good day to you, sir. Hello. How are you? I am fine. How are you today, sir? Doing very well. Wishing this week... Um, certainly, on as we're recording this here, that we, I had a kite. Mm, yeah, it's, I know. It's breezy and just chilly enough so that you, it's even. It's both sunshiny and you can wear your hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had a kite. I may go get a kite when we're done here. Okay, we well, go fly a kite. You got yeah. a nice park to do I've it. Got in. a park to do it in. Mm-hmm. I need a kite and I need a, 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 a lightsaber because they also come to my park and practice Jedi track tricks. That's a little bizarre, but. You know, talk about nerdy. It sure looked cool. What can I? That's that's the important part. Is I was getting out of my car early, shortly after I moved there, mm-hmm. and I look out across the park, and there's like you know, green and red and purple lightsabers all swinging around in the dark. Right. So when that's all you can see, that's pretty cool. It so, is. No, I don't actually own a lightsaber because I'm not nerdy in that way. We have one, a toy one. Well, but you it, have it, kids. But when it I lights, had kids, it lights I, up and it was. It make it's pretty annoying because you know they just do it over and over. And it's pretty loud. Yeah. Does it make the noises when it, they swing? It does. It? Yeah. When yeah. Malik, I was a kid, we had a bunch of those. I'm not saying we never had them, but I, I do not have a one of the multi hundred dollar grown up lightsabers that you can find. Well, I I figure I don't want one until they're you know an actual lightsaber. But I don't <laughs> think we're going to be getting any kyber crystals anytime soon. No, so. no, we can't. We. You know, we can't get to the planets where they are, if nothing else. But, no, I'm like that, though. It's like with the hoverboards. Like, no, I'll, I'll get one when it actually hovers, thanks. <laughs> no, if it has wheels, it is not, it, it by is, definition, a hoverboard. Right, it does not hover. So no. I'll, when, when one hovers, then I will try it, and hopefully I'll be able to hover around. <laughs> so today, we're a little bit later today, we're going to spend some time with the, uh, the local police blotter. Been okay. Some, uh, there's been... Here in Lexington specifically this week, there's been a, a couple of interesting police actions. Okay. Um, and I've got questions. Okay. And so I'm I'm gonna I'm Maybe. gonna look to you to kind of help me solve some of these problems. Well, I, I probably have more questions, but that's okay. And our uh, our artist spotlight turns back. Um, we've done this a couple of times before. We did mm-hmm. it with our very first uh, our very first artist spotlight, mm-hmm. uh, Carly Dawn Milner. Right. Uh, we do it again today with Divine Karama. We talked to him. I believe the actual raw audio file is 48 minutes long. Right. And that was a great conversation. He he is a really, really cool guy. So, and, and we just felt like we had not given you enough of that with one eight, nine minute sampling of that. Right. So we've gone back to the well. Yep. And we've got another whole big chunk of it, and uh, it's it's a pretty great segment. I've I've already had a chance to preview it. Malachi had it off the the editor's rack for me a little early, so I was happy to have a listen. And uh, I'm excited to bring it to you a little later. All right. But before we do that, music. We'll get on to a little living. Too late for living. Oh. 
just some lying eyes Should have kept your heart in a jar like a firefly A time expired, I was left to my own thoughts I felt the fire used to stare until I zoned off Feeling stupid, used to wish it hadn't broke off Staying pissed at Cupid for the arrows that we both caught Cause they left scars that were really hard to so close The pain was sharp and brought tears like a broke nose And I know that I waste a lot of ink on it Situations messy like somebody spilled a drink on it Thinking back on it, I'm writing mad sonnets Wanna douse a pass with some gas and throw a match on it Let the mundane be consumed by the flames Self-made prison where I'm doomed to remain I'm cool with the pain, that's just how I live life now It's been a struggle from birth till right now It's midnight, I'm alone in the blackness Running in place like I can't move past this Man, I love six feet down, yeah, yeah No mourners, no mourners came around And all the teeth, all the teeth fell on the inside Cause I love and die, I love and die, I love and die I'm missing everything about you, I got no regrets I even miss the way you'd slobber on your cigarettes You stole my heart like cops and robbers This shit's a mess I'm puffing zest, choked out, pounding on my chest Coughing up a lung And yeah, I'm kinda drunk Plus my head is filled with melodies from the song you sung Wish I had a gun, cause for you I'd shoot the moon Tie it up, pull it down, illuminate your room So you can see me hurting and see the tears you're jerking Put me first and see just what I'm worth as a person I know I'm not an easy dude Fall in love with curse burning trees Always rude as fucking public I hope you dub this and put it on a mixtape Like all the ones I made you right before your heart got misplaced And I'm a disgrace Yeah, I know this shit But my heart be pumping gold and you noticed it But it wasn't enough And so you ducked out with me in the background screaming Get the fuck out Then I was shut out like a stray dog trapped in the thickness of these clouds in this gray fog i see the sun but i'm trapped behind a random wall fell from the top and hit the bottom like a cannonball fuck what i saw it was real and it was bad form still standing tall like shaquille wearing platforms Hellhounds on my trail And the devil in the deeds 
Grass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. So in that first set of music, we heard Cody Howard with When I Finally Get Around to Living, followed by Lucky Disaster with Love Dis... I'm sorry, Love Has Died, and finally Kevin Dalton in the Tuesday Blooms with The Devil in the Details. And I'd like to add, Brian, that Kevin Dalton actually won an award this week. Absolutely. Friend of the show. He's we Not the first time we've heard exactly. him and his, and his <clears throat> daily blooms. So he won the Best Americana Artist Award with that, an Appy Award. And what's that Appy, Victor? It was the first ever Appalachian Arts and Entertainment Awards. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. You know, there's so much, there's so much good coming out of Appalachian culture mm-hmm. in general. Sometimes yep. I have to, sometimes I'm, I'm. And I, I want to do segments that really are about kind of Appalachia more generally, and I have to remind myself. It's like, no, there's a lot of Kentucky that isn't Appalachia. But So the record that that song's on and, and the other songs we played are all off of this, uh, paper airplanes, and it's excellent. Oh, yeah. You, you should really, everybody should. I've liked should, every, every song should, we've heard mm-hmm. from them here on the show. I've got the album myself. Yep. It's a great listen. So Kevin Dalton and the Tuesday Blooms, check that out. You know what else is a great listen, and we're going to hear we're going to hear that again today. Mm-hmm. Is we're going to hear the new track from Divine Kararma, right? Uh, Timeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, go add it to your Spotify playlists. Add it wherever you, you do. We 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 definitely endorse it here. Uh, you're going to hear it here for get a little taste of it. Mm-hmm. Add it to your playlist. You can hear it later. But we're going to start today with a with continuing our talk from when from a couple weeks ago when Divine came in on. Uh, come here to the studio and talk mm-hmm. to us. Had a great conversation, we as really we did. said. And uh, so we asked him, we that when he was there, when he was here, Victor, you may remember that it was actually a uh, we were coming up on a an an- big anniversary for him. Right. So we're we're going to start with we're going to pick it up right there and talk about that big anniversary. Okay. Cool. Enjoy. 
So uh, you mentioned your nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, Believing in Forever, right? Yes. And coming up on a major milestone for that this week. Am, am I right? Yes, our seventh birthday. Um, we've officially um, been doing our thing in the Lexington or Kentucky community for seven years. Um, we've been able to branch out and even and go into other states to make a difference. Um, and that's my life's work. Um, obviously, I love being a musician, um, but it's being the director of Believing in Forever. Um, that is where I put most of my time. That is where my heart is at this moment in time in my life. So it's been a blessing, man. Didn't think we'd, we'd make it this far. So there's the yearly coat drive. How many coats, do you know how many coats you've given away and how many years you've been doing the coat drive? Yes. So in seven years this year, we went over 12,000 brand new wow. coats. Wow. In seven years. So that's, that's really awesome, man. That's probably more than there are kids in Lexington at any given oh, time. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, we actually expanded it three years ago to eastern Kentucky. So we not only serve Lexington and surrounding cities, but we go out to Pikeville and Hazard and Manchester and Whitley, you know, we go mm -hmm. all the way out to the eastern part of the state because a lot of people don't know, but some of the poorest places in our country is in eastern Kentucky. Absolutely. <laughs> We're quite a well aware yeah, of that. In fact, yeah. if you, go, you yeah. mentioned Pikeville. If you go to Pikeville and then you drive further out into the middle of nowhere, another when we were young, 45, it was 45 minutes. minutes. Now yeah. it's like 20 because they've built better roads. That's where we're from. We are from the... Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, we're I from, tell about what's every... What's the name of the town? There's no such thing, but really? I, the post office where I used to get my mail was Mouth Card. Mm -hmm. He comes wow. from a place called Phyllis. Which is better known as Grapevine. Great, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's, so, so and then it's, we went to Feds Creek High School, which in 1989 we won the 60th district when we were in high school, and it was the biggest deal in the school's history. Well, one of the it's strange hearing you all say that because during the coat drive, um, there's these cities that the people recognize themselves as being from, like when they fill out their forms for coats. Mm -hmm. But then you go to the post office. Some of them we've we've driven out in the hollers and couldn't find them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then we have to come back and mail them. But the post office will recognize the city under another name. Yeah, right. you know, we'll call them, and you know, in towns, those small towns mm -hmm. change names. And, th and the more I've been there over the years and got to know the people, I realized just how secluded, isolated, it, it but really underserved is. a lot oh, yeah. of those, those sectors are. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you spent, so I guess by this time, if you've been doing this three years, you've spent a pretty good amount of time in Eastern Kentucky. Oh, yes. I've been up and down through the hollers. I've, I've yes, with a U-Haul truck. Really? <laughs> There's been sometimes I, I've went up in some of these hollers where my YouTube truck couldn't even. Cause you'll be, you're familiar. <laughs> yeah. I'm going this way, and the turn literally is yeah. like this. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and then there's the slope of like a mountain. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna make it up there. Uh, oh yeah. Maybe yeah. we should stop here, and I'll just take. I'll, walk I'll just the walk up it there. up. Yeah. yeah. But then I'm not also not a huge fan of dogs, so sometimes in the hollers you got a few dogs standing guard, yeah. so they let them run loose too. Oh yeah. 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 Oh. It's interesting. Um, it's <laughs> interesting, interesting is a way to put it. Yes. Indeed. It is. But, you know, one thing, and I'll even say this, um, not to ramble too much, but when I did my walk from Pikeville to Paducah, um, raising voter awareness. Wait, 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 wait. You, you walked did. from Pikeville to Paducah? Clearly, I've not <laughs> yeah. done enough research. <laughs> well, it was just this year. Oh, uh, In October, okay. um, raising voter awareness. Took me about 16 days. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. a long way, man. It was. And about halfway through, though, I started in Pikeville. Right. Started at the hospital. Okay. Um, sure. And I still got the picture up. And I ended in Paducah. But once I got to around, because I think a bridge, like a road collapsed um, around the mountain park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. start, yeah, yeah, the whole road kind of caved in there. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So when I got around there, Eastern Kentucky actually changed my heart in a lot of ways. Because I'm holding up this sign telling people to vote. And I'm walking with my vote hoodie, right? Black dude, keeping it real, black dude in Eastern Kentucky, right? Sure. Right. So all of these people were like, you know, what are you doing pulling over? You know, got yelled a, a couple of choice words yeah, you know, sure. on the highway. But I met a lot of good people in Eastern Kentucky. And you know the thing about it is they asked me, you know, what are you doing out here? And I said, I'm trying to encourage people to vote. And they were like, were you telling us who to vote for? And I said, nah, this is nonpartisan. Soon as I said that, defenses came down. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And I had some of the greatest conversations probably in my life with people who are completely different from me. So after when we got to where the bridge was collapsed, I said, "You know what? 
I think I'm going to drive to the cities and walk around all day within the cities instead of just walking on the highway. So I could have more of these conversations. Yeah, more interactions. Yeah. So I ended up Because there's that. a lot of places in Kentucky where there's nobody. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was walking on the highway like, you know, this is not, especially when you're in the eastern part of the state. I mean, there's stretches where you don't see anybody. Nothing. No. Yeah. And I was like, having some of those conversations were, were great. And, and you know, uh, Charles Booker kind of made it popular, but I was saying it years ago about the hood and the holler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think those two demographics have more in common than people would think. I've been saying that, that that's for what years. We, that's what we found uh, by just doing this show. Like, we talked yeah. to Charles Booker. Okay. Uh, we've we talked to Representative Attica Scott. We and, talked oh, to her wow. last season. And wow. one, of the, one of the things you figure out real quick is that we're all the same. Come on. We really are. We're yeah. all the same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We deal with a lot of the same challenges. That's it. Um, and sometimes politics and society wants to divide those two. And, you know, the further you are from each other and the less you know about each other's story experiences, it creates fear, which maintains that division. So um, that was life changing for me doing that because I was always I grew up my parents saying, don't you ever get on the mountain parkway? <laughs> really? So there's ask, a racial divide. Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, because my parents were afraid. I mean, even no, I in, can understand you know, the fear. Yeah. And where, some where people you... up there, be honest, they'll tell you. You know, you know, some ladies saying, hey, you know, you need to be careful walking around. I've yeah. been here my whole life. Um, but she also said, but you'll also meet some of the nicest people you ever meet you in will. life here. Yeah. Where'd you yeah. grow up at? Um, Lexington. You were from Lexington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. Which high school did you graduate from? Um, graduated from Tate's Creek. Okay. Uh, I went to LCA for one year. Ah. Came back, um, graduated from Tate's Creek High School. Yeah. What do you think of the renovations going on out there? Have you had a chance to look those over? Um, I haven't been in the building. Um, I know my dad, um, he passed away a couple years ago, but he was instrumental in building the baseball field that was there before. Oh, um, okay. he, he painted the walls, um, did all the painting on, on the wall, which was considered state-of-the-art then in high school. It wasn't just the chain, you know, it was the big metal, you know, they had the big tall wall. Um, so I've seen where they're, they're doing construction, but I haven't been in the building yet, you know. Hmm. So I have to check it out. Um, a woman said something unique to me when I was doing my walk. Mm-hmm. She was um, a nurse, I think, at one of the hospitals. Um, I, I can't remember what city. I was coming out of Eastern Kentucky. It may have been the Saw. Maybe might have been Sawyersville. Sawyersville, yeah, yeah. That's the that's yeah. the far end of the Mountain Parkway. Yeah. Now, see, I remember doing inventory down there years ago, and there was a McDonald's. And mm-hmm. a bank and a ready mart. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think like the ready mart burned down. Or it something did. Happened. Well, yeah. the, all the, those got hit by a tornado. The tornado. Yeah, the yeah. tornado wiped, wiped that out. out. Yeah, yeah, so all those businesses go got wiped out. Mm-hmm. Heinemann. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, but she told me she said, you know what? Here, people are a lot of times more attached to. We talk about generational things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was like, here information isn't as readily accessible in a lot of places around here. That's probably true. Internet, things like, so people get last, they get their news from one another. Yeah. yeah. So Mm -hmm. she said there's a lot of context, a lot of information that some people here just don't get. Yeah. I was thinking, man, you know, you know, how true is it? I mean, she's from there, but I Uh, I always wonder, I wish I could have expanded because it was in passing. Mm-hmm. Do you, do y'all is is that true? I oh yeah, it is. Yeah. And even even now, like, because I can tell you, I we first got the internet. I I was the first person that I know really to get the internet where, growing up, and this was in 1996 was wow. the first time we got it. You've got mail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even so, even so, you know, now we're looking at you know 25 years of it being in the mountains. Yeah, it's still like the mountains, the people in the mountains, the way that we are sort of constructed socially. Yeah, we kind of go to one another for that kind of wisdom. We don't we don't it doesn't occur to us to look outside of you. for that. Yeah. We, we look within our own circles for that sort of stuff, which is. And there's definitely a bubble there. Yeah, we all. Yeah, you live in, in your bubble, bubble and oh, it's, it's the same way in the inner city. Oh, yeah. It is. Acceptive. It's the it's same. The exact same. That's thing, what you find man. out. Is a lot of that shit is the same. You it know. It is, man. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to. I, there was a young lady. I can't remember her name, but she did a TED talk. Um, it was centered around folks from Eastern Kentucky. Um, it was a couple years ago um, when I was at the Plannery. I had mm-hmm. met her there, 
But I would love to see something like that um, with the hood and holler. I mean, I like that as a tagline for Charles Booker, but I would like to see it expanded to really bridge that gap in a tangi- tangible, practical way. Stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. I've been. Oh, well, yeah, know? this is literally this what we is, got yeah. this podcast for was <laughs> yeah. that, and we're middle aged white men, so we're required <laughs> to have podcasts. So. <laughs> but yeah, to, to bring people together and to talk this stuff out. And, and yeah. we have sort of intentionally looked for people who don't look like us. We've talked, like yeah. I said, we've talked to Representative Scott, we've talked to Charles Booker, we've talked to. Uh, uh, I had a good. Well, I said that Representative oh. Scott. Oh, uh, we talked to Chip Cosby. Chip's Chip Cosby, mm-hmm. yeah. So oh, we wow. have, so we've talked to, That's we've good, we've man. went to, ple- and you know we've talked to some weird people from the mountains too. But we have tried to but find all of it. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah we're trying to that, be inclusive here, you know. And it, it's, yeah, and 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 not just because it's a fun tagline, but because there's wisdom to be had that we know that we don't have, and the only way to go get it is to go find.
Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Word. So in that last set of music, we heard Divine Karama featuring Bryce Jamel, Timeless, followed by The Ghost and the Human Hoax, Bloodletting, and finally, Miles Oslin, Little Big Band with Morning Light. So yeah, that's a that's a that's quite a set. It, it, it's quite it, a block of music to it, put it, together. It's there, a little Victor. interesting, but I, I felt the morning light just kind of took it out on a nicer note, you know, because we start out with some some good rap tunes, and then uh, the bloodletting song is it's it's you know it's a little bit more of the ghost, you yeah, know. Yeah, your 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 metalheadness shows up. It does. Uh, it, I get often. It, it in does, this I, and I hope that uh, most of our listeners enjoy that because I like to try to change it up with the music, you know. All in one set. Why not? So, uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed that little interview with uh, Devon Karama, and we was talking about how he walked from Pipeville to Paducah. What do you think about that, Brian? Uh, that sounds like a, a long. Uh, that sounds like a lot of walking. Yeah, and he said he did it in what thirteen days? Thirteen days, fourteen days. It would take me all the days. I mean, <laughs> how how many days do I have available? You, you can walk farther in a day than what what you think. I probably could. I mean, you're not wrong. You but, know, but, uh, and and once you got on into the, like the two weeks of it, you're you're kind of if you haven't died by that point, you're kind of into it and used to it. You know, it's like <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna I'm going to walk today, and and you know, you try to get 20 miles in anyway. So what's on your phone there? Well, I'm pulling up some information. You know, thanks for letting the audience behind the curtain there, Victor. <laughs> well, uh, that that almost counts as a correction. So take a sip. Uh, I'm looking for, here we go, I'm looking for our uh, police blotter information. Oh, okay, well. So, yeah, we're going into our police blotter stories. Ooh, well, yeah. so what we got? So, <clears throat> a couple of interesting things happened here in Lexington today, mm-hmm. this week, and uh, they, let's, well, we'll just talk about them one at a time. They're kind of, a, they're both about uh, people getting arrested. Okay. So, you know, sirens and so whatever. they've been out wasting their time again, the yeah. cops, that is. Well, the, the first one definitely, because okay. the first one is about a Lexington man who was arrested twice in a 24-hour period for, for selling pot. Twice in, in a day? Yes. Wow. So how did he pull that one off? Well, um, he's a 24-year-old man here in town, mm-hmm. um, and he was, first of all, at, he was picked up at 109 on Tuesday of last week. In so one in the morning. Right. And he had something like 40 pounds of pot. Oh wow! So a significant amount of pot. That is a pretty good amount of weed, and there. that's uh, that's in the 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 the, the non historic south end of Lexington. Okay. So that's down, uh, you know, out by out Tate's Creek towards uh, that end of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to live there. Sure. Now I did, I did too. Yeah, we both. That's where we both kind of got our start in this part of town. So, like I say, that was uh, so out there. He was arrested, and then so he was ba- he got bailed out. Around five o'clock that afternoon, mm-hmm. and uh, got then, arrested again. Yeah, I'm looking for the time here. Doesn't say. Just says hours later. So five p.m. So you know nine ten o'clock in that same neighborhood. This time, this time he had scaled it back. Okay. He only had a pound. Just a pound. Just one pound. Hmm, that must have been the one they didn't find the yeah. first time. Wow. So what a waste of time. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I I've, I feel for this guy because you know obviously he sounds like he's he's going to have problems ahead. Yeah. For obviously. you know for for because I'm pretty sure forty pounds is a is is a felony. That certainly sounds felonious to me. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. So which it shouldn't be in anything. No, it should be a nothing. It right. should be a hey dude, why are you carrying all that pot around at once? <laughs> right. Are you going to some kind of really weird party? Right. So, so yeah, what a what a waste of, of if, if time and resources. I mean, yeah. I don't usually bitch about my tax, you know, my tax dollars, but that's not where I want my tax dollars spent. No, not at all. Not mm-hmm. at all. No. So. So. Uh, yeah, as as if you if it's your first time here on Bluegrass Homefront, first Victor piddles with things, and that's where that weird clicking's coming from. Um, they don't hear it. Yeah, they do. I'm hearing it. Well, it's okay. You're hearing it. You have head. You have headphones on. All right, fine. Uh, so first of all, we argue about things in front of you because we're like that. Second of all, stop the drug war. Stop the drug war. Yeah. So that's our first story. It's uh, you know just. Dude going for a weird, nobody wanted Guinness record. Right. 
Um, second story is a bit more serious. Okay. Um, so apparently, uh, one day last week, I think it was Thursday, and uh, there was a. I, I, it happened because I was listening to Kentucky Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Thursday because I was working, you know, day right. job stuff. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and it started, I, the first I heard of it was when Matt Jones announced, hey, don't go near UK Hospital if you don't have to. Just right. avoid that part of Limestone Street here in downtown. Right. So, and you move on, and then you find out. So I found out, you find out later, is that the First Sales Police Department apparently contacted the University of Kentucky's personal police department that mm. handles the, the college the campus police yeah all the campus and the 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 hospital all of it and said hey um so there is this dude with a bunch of guns and he's coming to the hospital okay and he apparently had warrants out for him okay so what what they did and this is this is confusing you know uh, fortunately no one was hurt everything's mm. fine everybody's okay in light of everything that's been going on um. So they let him go to the hospital. Right. They let him park his car, mm-hmm. walk inside, armed. Armed. Okay. Let him walk around the hospital, and then on his on their way out of the hospital, then they tried to arrest him. Okay, that seems a little more than he needed to be doing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just confused, and and I'm sure this will come out at some point. But you would think so because I, why was he even? Why did he even leave for sales? Why didn't they pick him up if he had a warrant? Yeah, if he had him? a warrant, if they knew that, yeah. What? Why did the? What prompted this call? And and then when he did get to UK, why let him walk around like that? Yeah, if you're afraid he's going to, you know, open fire, or if it was going to be some sort of active shooter situation, why would you let him walk around? I'm not sure on that one myself. So so, and I've I just don't understand, and I feel like these these are questions that we need answers to. We do. Um, but it's an interesting story, though. and and you know it turns out to be even worse. He had pistols. He had pistols, plural, as I understand it, on him. Okay, while he's walking around the hospital. While walking around the hospital, right. In his car was his. Um, he had improvised explosive devices and long rifles. Wow. So I'm not sure if they were like the tactical or the hunting style long rifles. Long rifles is what I was what the word came to me. Well, I mean, any kind of rifle is pretty useful to parking garage. Sure, yeah. You, you know, just saying. So uh, apparently, he also has a federal warrant out on him, and um, as I understand it, there have been federal agents in Versailles all week, last week, uh, blowing stuff up at this dude's house. That's weird. Like he had bombs and explosive materials at his house, and they had to like, like his neighbors had to go leave their leave their homes for a while. And no traffic was allowed to run on the street, and they've just been basically in this dude's backyard blowing this stuff up because really? they don't want to transport it. Just going ahead and detonating it and get it over with. Huh? And this is ATF guys doing right. this stuff, and you know it's an FBI investigation. So there's something here. This is this is a but, dude and. I don't know. It just seems weird. Why was he allowed to just go walk around the hospital? That's 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 why we're talking about this. If this had just so happened, so he, he is arrested now, right? Yeah, he's as far are, well. Are you sure they didn't let him out on bail? It seems like you know. <laughs> yeah, let's let him go on back to his house. There, he'll help him blow some shit up. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, this. So I'm. Yeah, I'm just confused. That is confusing. So let us know what you find out on that. As yeah, a, we as will to... follow this. And if you have any information on this, we'd love to hear it. Uh, sure. If you have other questions or comments or concerns or if you'd like to threaten us, I mean, the easiest way to do that is to insults. reach out. Yeah, insults. You, you can go. insult us. Uh, you can do that. <laughs> at, and you can do that via email at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Mm-hmm. Victor, what was that email? One more time. Feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. So we did get we did get some feedback today, and I I don't highlight you know we we definitely love to hear from you, but I want to talk about one person who contacted this week because we always talk about all of our social media, and you know mm-hmm. we talk about the Instagram and the Facebook, and right. we talk about how Twitter won't allow us to actually say Bluegrass Homefront Podcast. We right. have to initialize it, otherwise it would just be Bluegrass Homefront, Bluegrass Home Fra, I Bruh. think is as far as it gets. Bruh, yeah, Bluegrass Home Fra. 
for so we don't do that so but this week somebody le- reached out to me on linkedin on linkedin okay. on linkedin of all places so we've never talked about linkedin although we are both on linkedin sure so you are i suppose welcome to reach out to us there but we definitely want to thank tom haley okay and he is actually a fellow podcaster and creator Okay. He has and and he sort of has a name like ours. He actually has the Bluegrass Region Voices and Views. Mm. So he's doing similar things to what we do. So and uh, got a pretty good gig going on there. And uh, he did contact us, and he um, he said that he enjoyed listening to us talk, and he said that uh, loved to hear us talking about our wonderful culture here in Kentucky. Okay. So, yeah, we got plenty of that. So we do want to we do want to uh, well we do want to thank Tom for reaching out and uh, saying yeah. hello and we appreciate that and uh, you're welcome to reach out and say hello maybe we'll talk about you here as well and like I say all of our social media include look you want to you can dig me up on Yahoo Instant Messenger that I haven't used in 15 years I'll probably answer I'll find you you've so, got mail I <laughs> I never actually had an AOL account thank you. I don't think I did either. That didn't reach to the mountains. That, that was during my computer hiatus in my entire 20s. <laughs> it's like, well, I didn't have the money or the resources to really ever have a computer, so, you know. Mountain I, boys. I, I did have an email address, though. Yes. I still have that email address. We'll yeah. not give it out here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me. I'm like, what else? I just realized my checklist was empty. Yeah. So Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, Tiny Brian Woodard. Woodard. <laughs> with Victor Anderson, Anderson, who is also our music supervisor. Our associate producer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Woodard. <laughs> For more information on <laughs> all of our previous episodes, you can visit bluegrasshomefront.com. Until next time, this is... Oh, wait. Oh, what? Special thanks. I forgot oh, to yeah, offer our special thanks to yeah. Catherine Leon Trent. No. I did it again. You did it again. I've got to stop doing that. I'm creating weird alternate realities. To Catherine Leon Anderson and Michael Trent. Mm-hmm. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian saying the blinking light is only me. Adios. <laughs>